Welcome into another episode of the Ots and Audibles podcast. Two-man show today. Matt is up covering the Oregon men's basketball game, and that will leave myself, Eric Scopel, and my colleague Jared Mack to recap and run through the latest batch of college football playoff rankings. These were just dropped like literally three minutes ago, Jared. So this is all very fresh. <laughs> very quick today. We did not sit and watch the entire rest of the, I guess, fallout from the show. I heard Kirk Herbstreet talk about Ohio State, Oregon. I think we'll have to talk a little bit about that. And the, the you know, is this the week maybe upcoming where the jump happens? If it doesn't, will that mean that it won't happen? Period. Um, some interesting stuff there. Um, and a couple of other teams, Oregon. I guess they're important for Oregon or, or on their schedule also with some movement here. But really, kind of a bland set of rankings, Jared. I mean, Oregon is still at number three. The entire top seven is identical to what it was a week ago. Um, all of that makes sense, given that none of those teams really struggled. The top seven probably should have stayed the same. I agree with the committee. But we are sitting here on Tuesday, I think, kind of being kind of like, what's, what are like the topics here to really make this podcast go more than 10, 12 minutes? And there might not be enough. So um, anything, like, is anything maybe that I'm missing really jump out to you, Jared? I mean, are you, I, just, I don't find anything particularly surprising tonight. No, nothing was really surprising. Uh, obviously, Oregon State's the number three. They did their job against Washington State. Uh, Ohio State did their job against Purdue. They blew them out. They stayed at four. Uh, clearly, head-to-head still matter sometimes. Like, I don't know. Texas A&M lost to Mississippi State, but is five spots higher than them. And Michigan lost to Michigan State, but is a spot higher than them. So, I don't know. It's all pretty subjective uh, when it comes to the college football playoff committee. They do that for a reason, I think. Um, yeah, Utah came in at number 24. Or excuse me, they stayed the same at 24. They moved uh, up. That's also where they're – They moved up to 20. Oh, excuse me, 23. Sorry, my bad. One um, uh, No surprise there. Um, they beat Arizona last week, but really honestly was a closer game than most anticipated, including me. Um, yeah, there's it's not a lot. Uh, I still worry about uh, Notre Dame. They're up to eight now in the country. Uh, Oklahoma fell all the way to 13. Uh, Oklahoma State is at nine now, which I believe um, is the, the highest spot a team has ever you know, come and made the playoffs from. So that's something to keep an eye out. Uh, if they went out the rest of the year, they, they, they're going to be in that discussion. Um, Cincinnati's still at five. Yeah, there's not, not a whole lot going on here. Let's focus then in on the three and four comp- competition here, the jockeying back and forth between Oregon and Ohio State. Um, I don't think anyone is too surprised that given what happened this past weekend, the teams stand pat and are still three, four. Oregon ahead based on the head-to-head. Ohio State has a more impressive resume since. Things are going to get interesting from here, though. Oregon's schedule, even though they will play – a ranked team, at least this week, if they beat Utah, I wouldn't expect Utah's ranked in the college or in the uh, Pac-12 Conference Championship rematch down in Las Vegas early on in December. It would seem pretty mm-hmm. unlikely that Utah's going to be ranked there, um, just based upon the fact that they would be a four-loss team. Ohio State is playing number seven Michigan State this week. The following week, they play number six Michigan. If they win these games, Jared. If they win this weekend, even, let's not even look at Michigan. Let's talk about this upcoming mm-hmm. weekend. If they win this weekend, are you expecting that this is finally the weekend where Oregon gets jumped by Ohio State? I still think they're number four. I'm not saying they fall out of the top four. I think they'll stay four. I actually right. don't think there's really a scenario 
where I see Oregon dropping out of the four. I do think they control their own destiny now that Oklahoma has lost. But I could very well see it this weekend. Ducks win. Doesn't even, it doesn't even necessarily matter how impressive it is. But if Ohio State has that now, that win against Michigan State on its resume, collectively you could make a pretty legitimate argument they deserve to be ahead of Oregon. Yeah, and I've kind of been making that case for a little bit now. Um, if Again, if Ohio State wins out, they have you know two top ten wins against Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, if they do beat Michigan State, you know, I'm not really sure if they make the jump. Um, this is assuming Oregon wins against Utah, right? Sure, of course. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm at with this because if, if Ohio State beats Michigan State in good fashion, like, I don't know, 14-point, 21-point win, where they just control the ball, blah, 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 I could see it happening because I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. I've been thinking that way for a long time now. Uh, I really like Ohio State. I think they're a really good football team. They have the best loss in the country to Oregon. Um, they'll have two two top ten wins if they beat Michigan in the final week of the regular season. Um, that's just kind of what I've always thought is going to happen. Uh, the selection committee, not clearly, but basically clearly has a bias at points. And this is, you know, this is another instance of the Pac-12 kind of shooting themselves in the foot and not having you know, their second best team conference already has three losses. And that stinks for Oregon because it's not like they're playing, you know, the number six Utah team that they did in the 2019 Pac-12 championship game. Like this is a barely ranked Utah team that has three losses and has looked pretty good in the last few weeks. That's for sure. But that is not beating Michigan. That is not beating Michigan State. That's not Oklahoma State being beating Oklahoma. It's it's none of the following. It doesn't even come close. And I I mean, there there's if they if Oregon wins and Ohio State wins, I could see them I see Ohio State moving up. But uh, certainly Oregon wouldn't drop out of the top four. Yeah, they have to lose to do that. I still think at this point they do control their own destiny. But to the move to three to four is critical, huge, because that means you're taking on Georgia. And that's literally the last team I think anybody in the country wants to face. Um, obviously, hypothetically, if Bama stays at two and you're three and you play them, that's not a great team to play either. Don't get me wrong, but they're certainly not the caliber of an elite team like Georgia has shown this year. So, I mean, to, to answer the question, that you asked originally, like, do I see them moving up? Yeah, I, I could see them moving up with a win over Michigan State. I feel like Ohio State jumping Oregon is an inevitability. Sadly, I hate, to, I hate that that's where I'm at. I just feel like that's where it's headed. It's kind of been talked about that way, kind of framed in that regard for a while. You, again, even you, I, we didn't listen to the whole reaction fallout show on ESPN, but Kirk Herbstreit, the last thing I heard, was kind of suggesting, like, why is Oregon ahead of Ohio State? What have they done that's been more impressive since? Um, I, I probably disagree, and, but I'm, I'm just, I'm prepared. I don't know if it's this weekend or if it's the weekend after when it's Michigan against Ohio state, but so I think at some point you will see Oregon jumped. Um, I also think if we want to talk really big picture and this is requiring us to really jump forward here and assume a lot of things take place, but just hypothetically don't do I, I think it's pretty likely we see a opening semifinal round that is rematches. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma – sorry, I think Georgia lose, beats Alabama or the inverse happens. 
Well, either way, I think both of them are still going to be in, is, is where I'm at. You I, think Bama's going to be in with two losses? I do. I do. And, and oh. maybe, maybe that's being a little <laughs> so, bit – maybe that's being a little crazy. Some, but I, Some people in southeast Ohio, man, they're going to be not thrilled with you. They're not listening to this podcast, um, so they're that's not okay. wrong, yeah. Um, but my, my thought here is I could see a scenario where it's like a 2-3 Ohio State-Oregon and it's a 1-4 Georgia – Alabama if Alabama loses now it gets a little weirder here if let's say Georgia loses then it's probably going to be a scenario where like is is Alabama one probably um I don't know if Georgia falls all the way to four but I bring that up to say like would you like and again that's a hypothetical a lot of things have to break right but what do you think about a scenario where the semifinals are both games that have already been played does that does that make you excited do you like that or would you much rather see this stuff get shuffled again um, first off, it's Southwest Ohio. I apologize. My directionals right there were bad. Um, you know, I would actually be very excited. <laughs> I don't, I, um, a lot of the talk has been, you know, Oregon beat Ohio State early in the year, but both teams are different now. And who knows if they would play again? Well, in this scenario, they might play again. I think that'd be fun because then you'd really have a legitimate winner, I guess. If, I don't know, if, if Oregon won again, then it's like, okay, yeah, Oregon would beat them. But, um, my hunch, I've been sitting on this one for a long time now. My hunch is that Alabama beats Georgia in the conference championship game. And Georgia drops at three. And then ultimately, either Ohio State or Oregon gets to two. And the other gets to four. Which, in this hypothetical world, is Ohio State getting to two. But that's not a bad thing for, for Oregon. Because I think, obviously, Bama beats one from two. They move up to one. So then Oregon plays Bama. And Ohio State plays Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be really down with a rematch. I don't know. I think I think right now, I think it's a pretty easy argument that the top four in the College Football Playoff selection right now are the top four teams in the country. And if you get all the top four teams in the country to play, like with no with rematches and, and nobody saying like oh Cincinnati deserves to be in or anything like that, then I think that's pretty good for a playoff scenario. Um, I like rematches. I like all these teams. I really love to watch every Bama-Georgia game. They're just so competitive. Um, that Oregon-Ohio State game, obviously, earlier in the year was, was great. It's great television. It was great to be there and then watch that unfold. Um, I think both those, I think every team, maybe not Bama, has been getting better like week after week. And if that's where we're headed, I'm, I would take that all day. All right. I just here's a thought as we kind of conclude this one again. It's going to be quick just because there wasn't a lot of movement. Um, we've kind of already established my only concern with these rankings, assuming every, everybody continues to win, is Ohio State maybe jumps Oregon. Should Oregon fans be rooting for Ohio State or Michigan State this weekend? And I ask that because what's the fallout of, let's say, a Spartan win? Let's say Michigan State does win. They probably jump to four. Oregon doesn't get, I don't think, impacted too much by it, but does that at some point maybe devalue your best win? What's what's your concern level of say Cincinnati maybe getting gaining ground on Oregon hypothetically if Ohio State were to lose to Michigan State because I assume Michigan State probably just replaces Ohio State at four. That's what I would think. Right? Maybe they maybe yeah. they maybe they're able to move ahead of Oregon because they don't have the head to head and maybe Oregon is now at four. I don't know. It's one of those two. Oregon's three or four. I think. Do you think an Ohio State loss now devalues the biggest? The biggest component of Oregon's resume is that win 
in Columbus earlier this year. I would, I would contend that if Oregon were to be undefeated right now in the Pac-12, they would be in a worse spot than they are currently. And that, of course, would be assuming they didn't play Ohio State. If they didn't play Ohio State right. undefeated, Oregon would, is currently in a better spot with one loss than they would be. Are you concerned about that Ohio State loss or that Ohio State win, sorry, being devalued by a Michigan State or even a Michigan loss in the next couple of weeks? I'm not sure how devalued it would be. Uh, just because Ohio State, I think if they were to lose, would probably drop to six or seven, mm-hmm. which is still one of the best wins in the country. But that means that Michigan State would have two top ten wins. Um, there's a chance that they could jump Oregon if they beat Ohio State, because that would be probably the second best win of the year behind Oregon beating Ohio State. I only say second just because Oregon didn't have a lot of their resources on defense with Kayvon Thibodeau, Drew Mathis, and Justice Flo. But um, I don't know who I would be rooting for here. I really don't. I think I, if I were to answer the question, like, you know, gun to my head, pick one, I'd, I'd be rooting for Ohio State because that, again, legitimizes that win that Oregon had. And that's, that still goes down as, like, the best win in the country for the time being, uh, obviously, until Alabama beats Georgia, like I've been saying. But <laughs> I still – so I, I would I, – I guess I would root for Ohio State because with the two loss, they don't get in the playoffs. They lost again, so that does devalue it a little. I don't think it devalues it a lot, but a win for Ohio State only values Oregon's win even more. Um, I mean, the, and then Michigan State, if they were to beat Ohio State, only has to play Penn State in their final week of the regular season – and that should be a win for them. And that would all but solidify a college football playoff berth for Michigan State. But if Ohio State wins, they still have to play Michigan, who's a good team. Obviously, Michigan has had zero success against Ohio State recently. But that's a tougher battle. And if Ohio State loses then, and Oregon beats Utah and beats Oregon State, then they're solidified. They don't, there's nobody to really worry about because – would Michigan jump from six to six to four? Like, that's fine. I don't think they're going to knock out Oregon, though, because Michigan's overall resume is strong, but it's not nearly as strong as Michigan State's would be with another top 10 victory. That would be a top five victory. And then Cincinnati's just there. So, sorry, Cincinnati. I feel bad for Cincinnati, even though. Do you? I, well, here's what I'll say. I. I think everyone who supports Oregon or, or is kind of entrenched in that corner um, obviously is rooting for the Bearcats to probably lose just because that would take away some of this sweat, right? This kind of – not that there's sleepless nights being had, but I think everybody's aware that there's an undefeated team that's not in the top four right now, and that's kind of unprecedented, even though they're a group of five. Um, so what, obviously I think everybody – again, everyone in Eugene, folks in Oregon, are hoping for the Bearcats to lose, and I think that's understandable. I also say – it kind of stinks if you were to go undefeated, do everything right. You beat a Notre Dame team who's currently top 10, and yet you, you don't get in. That, 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 would, that just sort of sucks. And if, I would say this. Like, I think if Oregon, Jared, just weren't in the conversation, and let's say the Pac-12 had no investment in this, and if they just weren't getting in for whatever reason, I'm not even going to create the hypothetical, I would, feel I would be currently kind of – probably a little outraged with what was going on with the Bearcats or just with the projection of if they're going to win out and it not mattering, it just kind of feels like, boy, that's a tough pill to swallow and, and even more reason for them to look into kind of 
reshuffling the deck, making some decisions and changing things in terms of how they structure all of this. Cause it just feels, it just feels a little unfair if you're, if you're going to win all your games and you don't even get a chance to play for the ultimate prize. That just doesn't quite sit right with me. I understand college football has never been fair. They've never considered this. This is right. better than the BCS, et cetera, but name me another sport out there where a team goes undefeated in its regular season and just doesn't get involved in the tournament or the determining games to win a championship and I will say that there isn't one I'd agree I mean it, it's it is maddening I do feel sort of bad for Cincinnati fans because they're probably going to go undefeated just you know they beat SMU and then I don't even remember who they played in the final week you know that would stink being 12 and 0 13 and 0 after the conference championship game and then being like well, I guess I got to go play in the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl or wherever they would go. Um, but that's always how college football has worked. Those Boise State teams that went undefeated never got a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCF a couple years ago, the national champion, quote unquote, UCF, never got a chance. Um, they're just, you know, it's different brands of football. And I, don't, I mean, in recent years, we've seen like the four seed in the playoffs, whether it's you know, Washington or Oklahoma or just get trounced. And I don't think the playoff selection committee wants that to happen again. I mean, I, if, if, if Oregon plays Georgia, I don't feel great about their chances of keeping it close, but I think they would do a better job than Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati also hasn't looked really good here in the last three weeks. Right. So, and any slip up for them, is like, oh, well, I don't, I don't think they can hold on the national stage. And I'd agree with that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a national person, just like the East Coast, where I have like no bias towards anybody here. It's just, I'm just trashing on Cincinnati this entire podcast. So I understand it. I understand it. Um, and I'll just we'll leave with this. I think if the situations were reversed and somehow Oregon was undefeated right now on the outside looking in, which, which legitimately I do think would have been the case if they hadn't played Ohio State. They would have been like Oklahoma. Yeah, they would probably be. I would guess if Oregon was undefeated right now, they'd be sitting at best seventh or eighth. They'd be at best right now yeah. in the state Notre Dame range, right? And, yeah. ta- and the conversation right now would be, do they have enough left on the schedule to get up to four? What needs to happen in front of them for that to happen? I think we'd be saying they don't control their own destiny and they're going to need Cincinnati to lose and they're going to need, need you need these big 10 teams to beat up on each other to get there. That's why I, I just, people asked in September and people have asked even when the college football playoff rankings came out, well, why play the head to head? Why play against a team like Ohio state? This is why, this is why Oregon wouldn't even be in this conversation. They didn't have this game. And this is what makes next year's game with Georgia. So important too, because if you actually win that game, you really solidify yourself and entrench yourself in this conversation all the way to the end, assuming you take care of business in your conference. Unless you got anything else, Jared, I'm ready to call this podcast over. Uh, wrap it up. I have just like 30 more seconds, I guess. That okay. hypothetical where Oregon is like undefeated, they, you know, didn't, they played Bowling Green and not Ohio State. Yeah, I don't think they'd be close to getting to the playoffs. It's just, how the Pac-12 has gone. Um, again, if you had Washington live up to the hype that they had preseason and all that, and Arizona State was actually good, and USC wasn't a dumpster fire, and all of these things happened. It'd be much different, but this is just how the Pac-12 goes. And 
a Big Ten slate, an SEC slate, sometimes even an ACC slate is just much harder than uh, wherever Cincinnati plays in the Pac-12, um, the AAC, excuse me, the American. Um, and that's just kind of how it is. And, and it, it may be wrong to some folks, but that's just always how it's been. And obviously change will come eventually with like an expansion to the playoffs. But until we get to that point, it's just going to be like this. Oregon would have zero wins over top 25 teams if they didn't play Ohio State this year right now. And that gets to that point of that undefeated thing of they wouldn't right. have a whole lot to hang their cap on. And it wouldn't be – it would be similar to Cincinnati. I'm just trying to draw these parallels a little bit. It would be similar to Cincinnati right. where the only thing you'd be blaming is the opposition. They're doing everything they can. They're winning all right. their games, but they're not there because of their schedule. So there's a hypothetical for an Oregon fan. Pat yourself in the back. Thank yourself that you're not living in Cincinnati, that that's not your situation, that you're in the college football playoff right now at three, and that I would really believe right now the way this is going, there's no way they're falling out of the top four without a loss. And the farthest down they will be ranked when this is all said and done is number four. Um, That's going to do it for tonight's, I guess, reaction to the College Football Playoff podcast here on the Odds and Audibles. I've been your host, Eric Scopel. Jared's been kind enough to sit with me as well and, and talk this all through. So for... Uh, Jared Mack, this has been Eric Scopel. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Peace.